Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Hello and welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. Uh, It's been a while since you've heard our voices on here. I'm Sarah, the marketing manager for All Salt Brands and business coach. Um, And today I'm also joined by Ashley, who's our HR manager and my right-hand gal when it comes to business coaching. So, hey, Ash. Hi. So excited to be on here with you today. Um, I'm so excited. So, t- <laughs> so today we're on here to chat about something that we think is important for salon owners to think about implementing in their salon structure. Um, And what better time to do that than at the beginning of a new year. So with that said, um, in our one-on-one salon consulting program, one of the biggest commonalities that we've seen is that a lot of current salon owners really struggle with keeping their team motivated. Because let's face it, a lot of the benefits of this particular career, especially if you're a renter, is that you have the ability to make your own schedule um, and really come and go as you please. But with that notion, that can cause a lot of stress for a business owner because if there are empty chairs in the salon during operating hours, the business isn't making any money. And in fact, it's actually losing money because you still have to pay your overhead expenses while your salon is physically open. So for the sake of not getting completely off topic here, um, today we won't dive into how to maximize your operating hours, but really talk about how to motivate your current staff to meet goals that you as the business owner set for them either weekly, monthly, or on a quarterly basis. So let's get started. Um, um, So Ash, why was this system put into place at Salt Hair? Yeah. So after the pandemic, we were all really just trying to to create a sense of consistency again and really trying to get us, you know, together, working together um, and really establishing like a new sense of environment. Um, We have learned over the years, um, especially now in this time, that it's very hard for our employees or specifically our stylists to self-motivate um, when they have no idea of, of what they're working off of or they they don't know what their baseline is. So mm-hmm. this was just a really good way for us to kind of create this baseline for them so that they know how to work up the ladder, I guess we'll call, which we'll get into um, in a little while, but to work up that ladder and kind of have a sense of predictability, I guess. Um, So yeah, really creating a sense of predictability, making them feel safe, um, and really allowing them, giving them that power to to self-motivate themselves again in a a controlled way. 
Right. Which, I mean, who doesn't want that in the world that we live in right now? Like, I think everybody can use a little bit of um, feeling of control. And especially when it comes to like your income, whether it's as a business owner or as a stylist, like, it's just really nice to know all of that information and, and kind of where you are at every moment. At, at least it would be for me. Um, so how did you begin to communicate this system with the team? Yeah. So I think in anything or any type of new structure that you're implementing, it's always so important to be, to remain as transparent as possible. So with something like goal setting, what, um, I did myself, um, Jamie, the owner and Nicole, um, the managers, we really sat down one-on-one with everyone and we asked them a series of questions, including how do they feel about a goal structure? Does that make them feel safe um, and controlled or does that make them feel micromanaged? We really wanted to, to outline to them, like we really wanted to give them a sense of control. However, we, we were putting these systems in place um, to create that safety net. So I think one of the biggest things is really understanding how your stylists liked, like to receive information, um, whether it's on a weekly basis, a daily basis, monthly basis, quarterly, every six months, understanding what that looks like for them in their head, and then understanding how they like to view those goals. Is it a dollar amount? Is it a number of products or services? Um, and really understanding like what their comfort level is around, around what the structure is. Because in reality, you're creating, you're having this communication, you're having this open dialogue to to ensure that they feel safe and understood. So we really want to cater to to them, but also you have to keep in mind that these structures are being put in place to give this the salon owner this sense of consistency, not only for them too. So really the only way that it's going to work um, as seamlessly as possible is meeting them where they are and determining how they like to be, how they like to receive the information. That will not only help them receive it better, but if they're receiving the information better, they're going to be able to take on this. I don't want to say, I don't want to say criticism because that's really not what it is, but, but really to take on this like wholeheartedly, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love how you said you know, meeting everyone where they're at, because again, like communicate, like there's so many different personalities and work ethics within one space. So you can't really talk to everyone like in the collective, like you really do have to sit down with everybody one-on-one and really figure out like where they are. Um, And from there, like it also, I feel like helped you and Jamie figure out what their goals should be not just from like a monetary standpoint but from like a much personal standpoint too I guess yeah Um, everyone is everyone is like at a completely different space um 
within their careers, with what they are looking for financially from a financial standpoint. So really just like understanding what that is and then, then bringing it, bringing, presenting it to them in that way that they feel um, is needed, like at that time. So with that being said, these, this goal and this structure is always going to forever change. It's not, this is just a way for you to kind of create this baseline, but just know, I mean, their, their goals and their, their financials, like all of those things are going to change over time. So I think the biggest thing to communicate is to, to ask them what that is, um, but then to be understanding that things may, may or will really have to evolve over time. And, and that's okay too. Right. I mean, well, look at last year, 2020, we had to do a lot of evolving to make these businesses um, continue running yeah. the way that we expect them to. So um, yeah, things, it is important to remember that things are just always, always evolving and changing. Um, and I think that this is like such a great thing to implement, like a, a, a great system to implement within your salon. I mean, you're right, Sarah, given, given what 2020 was, it's such a great opportunity to kind of reevaluate this. Um, like, you know, we're in a new year and, you know, we just basically weathered the world's craziest storm ever of what we call 2020. So I think it is like such a great, it's like turning a new leaf, really. Right. It's the perfect time to start implementing new structures that are going to benefit your business and your team yeah. for sure. Um, so with that said, obviously like things can change, but talking to people who, you know, don't have a structure like this put in place, like how does this work? Like what does this structure really look like? Um, at least from like the beginning stages. Yeah. So from the very beginning, so I will talk um, again, this is just something that we have found really works well for our company. So I'm not saying that this by any means, um, disclaimer, I'm not saying that this structure <laughs> works perfectly and seamlessly for every business, um, for every business in every stage of their business. Um, but like you had said, like just starting off, like this is a real, these are really great points to kind of keep in mind um, if you're starting out this structure for the first time. So first and foremost, again, for us, all of our stylists start out at the same commission. Now, I know this is like a, a way bigger picture thing, um, but for us at Salt Hair, we typically will hire people that um, are not right out of cosmetology school, that are a little, that are seasoned within the industry, that have um, some type of clientele who they kind of all have the same, I guess, background, if that makes sense. They're all really passionate about creative organic color. Um, so we are very strategic um, in our hiring process, which makes when I say just this blanket statement of start all stylists out at the same commission, we have the capability of doing that because our hiring process is, is pretty involved so that we can say that. If you're hiring people who, or if you have people within your salon that are kind of from 
you know, all different places within their career. You have someone that's been working, you know, in the industry for 20 plus years, someone who's right out of cosmetology school, like the, that blanket statement of saying all stylists start out at the same commission may not apply, but maybe that's something where you can evaluate and say, kind of group them together in, in a, in a way like the, this people who just came out of cosmetology school or these, um, these stylists like have this type of structure, just, just food for thought really. Um, so for us, all of our stylists start out at the same commission. And then we always recommend having a percentage cap. Um, that is more so for like the business side of things. And again, that predict predictability that all salon owners um, are looking for and should be looking for. Um, this also kind of creates a sense of a goal like it almost builds in a goal already before even the goal setting begins um so yeah so always have a cap so from that point forward offer a one percent increase when goals are met um so now how are goals met? So for us and for this industry, we set goals on a six month basis. So every six months, a new goal is set. The reason why we chose six months, the industry is always changing as we, as we know, it's always changing. So setting goals further apart will give you a more accurate picture of what their sales were because you know, we've always, we've all had those bad days and those bad weeks, even those bad months, if it's 2020, even a bad year, but we will 2020, we won't even, we're moving forward. So with that being said, if you set goals on a six month basis, it's really allowing you to see from their, from their services, like how they're performing and, and really find being able to find their average. So if you're doing it from day to day, if they have a bad week, then it's kind of not a great representation of their work, I guess we'll say. So it, say we're setting them on a six month basis. So the first six months that you hire a new employee, that is really where you're finding their baseline. So no goals are being set within the first six months of a new employee working at SALT. That's really where we're finding their baseline. We're finding what their average is. We're finding where their comfort level is and like where without any structure, without any, um, how do I want to say this? Without any, I guess, goal setting really, like where do, where is their comfort level lying really? So once that baseline number is found, um, we set goals typically between 150 to $200 higher than what that baseline is. So I wish I had like an equation that I can like explain this better. <laughs> it's so hard to explain like verbally, but on paper, it makes perfect sense. Um, so you're going to find their baseline. You're going to add 150 to $200. And when I say their baseline, it's their weekly, um, it's their weekly like average per week their gross sales per week. And you're going to add to that. So after you found that number, that magic number, it's always so important to, and this kind of goes back to the conversation that we had about this communication. How do your employees like to, 
like to receive numbers? Do they like to receive them in a dollar amount, like make X amount of dollars, or do they like to be spoken? Do they like to hear numbers in a tangible, like a number, number of products or number of services or broken down in that way? So one at by this point, you'll know all of that information. But I think the missing component is to really make sure that you're breaking down those numbers. Um, we break them down like a daily goal. So every single day, each stylist knows individually what they need to make every day in order to hit that goal. So we break goals down into um, a daily number, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and then this, their six month target because their goal is set off six months. So they know on average every day, if I make this dollar amount, that in six months time, when it comes time to me like hitting my goal, I will have, they will know in advance whether they hit that goal or not based off of like what their daily structure is. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing is really just making sure you understand how they like to receive this information. Right. Cause I think it could be like very overwhelming if you basically just said like- What I just said it, was so it, overwhelming. <laughs> no, I mean- I mean, um, it could be overwhelming for a stylist if I'm having, you know, a six month review every six months and I'm told that I have to meet like this large number, like, so whatever that figure was for, um, that would like total all six months versus having it like broken up into smaller numbers. Like if I just saw this number and it was like, huge right I don't know you have to make like 20 that whatever it is and I'd be like how the heck am I gonna do that like that would cause me so much stress but exactly. like you said if you break it up into daily weekly monthly like and that's even if you, it's nice to know like okay well if I'm um, planning on like taking a vacation like taking a couple days off this week like I know that I have to make it up here versus I mean I feel like you already kind of mentally say that to yourself but like when you know that you like have to do that then you like really put in the work to do that and make up for that lost time yeah no absolutely and that's really what this is what this is about it's really about you want to set enough structure to allow them to kind of understand like where they're going and how to get there, but not too much structure to where they feel overwhelmed. Right. So then I guess with all of that said, is there, have, have there been times when you've been talking to a stylist one-on-one -on -one and they're very nervous in reaching their goals and then if that's the case, like, are you offering or is Jamie offering like some type of guidance and solutions like to reach those goals? Yeah, absolutely. So, so that is, um, if we're being transparent, that is, that's really one of the reasons why we came up with the date, why we broke the goal down into like a daily fashion. Um, for some that may seem really overwhelming to be like, oh, damn, every day I go in and I have to hit this number. But really for our stylists, it was, 
it seemed very like tangible to, okay, every day I know that this is the number that I need to hit. And they're not really, they're not really looking at that bigger, larger number until they're getting close to like their six month review time, because they know like this daily number I have been hitting. So they're not, it almost eases their worry, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so in terms of like guidance and in offering solutions, um, I know like Jamie works more so one-on-one with them in terms of like things that they can do behind the chair, um, things that they can do like with their clients upselling or, you know, just strengthening their consultations, like all of those things. But in terms of, um, offering any sort of guidance, like for me, like my like managerial style or my like HR style is I am always here as a resource and I do check in with everyone often, but I never want them to feel um, overwhelmed or micromanaged like from me in that way, because I do deal directly with the numbers. Mm -hmm. So I am there to like for a resource for them, but I'm not constantly like pushing them, you know, saying, um, saying like, okay, you have this much money until you meet your daily goal or your weekly goal. Like I kind of just let them free flow and I check on, check in on like their, we have dashboards. So I'll check in on their dashboards like weekly and just kind of see how everything is going. If something looks super off, like I will, I will ask them or we'll kind of have like a one-on-one conversation about it. If it's something where they need more resources, education, um, you know, any, any of the above, that's kind of where Jamie um, kind of comes in and works with them like one-on-one to kind of figure out what that in-house solution looks like. Right. Right. No, that's, that's amazing. Um, so I feel like obviously this is a huge benefit for them because again, like this is allowing them to kind of steadily grow as a stylist behind the chair and grow their income and not, you know, just hit their commission cap within a year and then just feel like really unmotivated to like keep going because they've already reached that maximum level. So I I feel like this is so great. Um, for stylists in that way, but what are the benefits as, as a salon owner to like actually implement this? Yeah. So not only does it create like that consistency and that safe space within the stylist, they know exactly what predict, they know exactly what they're going to be making or a roundabout of what they're going to be making. Um, again, like you, you had said, you had just brought up like a really great point. Like if, you had noticed what I said earlier about goals are set every six months. So really they're only getting two goals <clears throat> per year. So if, if your commission, say you have a, a commission sliding scale of like 9%. So say your sliding scale is from like 40% to 49%. It's going to take them a, you know, a few years definitely to get them to that cap, which then just builds in that motivation Um, and keeps them like working, working towards that overall goal. As far as a salon owner, I just think that consistency of, of really having that consistency and, and that, that profit like coming in, 
and, and just creating like that safe space and knowing almost like an insurance policy, really like, okay, well, I know that, that this is the predictability of, of what we're going to be pulling in. And then what that does in turn is not only does it help you as the business owner, but then it helps, it allows you to put back into your stylist, whether this mean, you know, boosting the client experience with offering certain amenities or, you know, bringing in a new service or offering a new product line, like all of those things, it's allowing, it's giving you the comfort to invest back in your business, which is only making the circle go around and around and around. Right, right. No, that's a great way of putting it for sure. Um, So I know, obviously, sorry, what? You got to give to receive, you know how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that we're obviously at Salt, we're a commission-based salon. Um, and that's really what we've been talking about for the, well, the whole podcast episode. But obviously there are a lot of, there's a lot of um, salon owners out there of rental salons. And so I just wanted to mention that there's definitely other ways other than um, implementing something like this into your business to still motivate stylists on um, maybe you're not giving them monetary goals because they're renting from you. And as long as they're, you know, paying their rent at the end of the month, it really, it really doesn't affect the bottom line of the business at all. But I think it's still such an important thing to like still have some type of sense of community and people working together and like teamwork and just, um, you know, really taking initiative, like regardless if you are a renter or commission stylist. So um, I think that one one of the things that salons could offer would be just different types of incentive well let me go back there rental salons could offer and not that commission salons couldn't offer this either as a benefit of reaching goals um but for renters specifically salon owners could offer incentives such as um, some type of continued education fund so if they are reaching a goal or they are I don't, I don't know, um, you know, selling a certain amount of product, like this could be a nice benefit for them to have, you know, some type of educational class paid for. Um, but I, I really do think that one of the most important things um, as salon owners to do is just, of course, always lead by example. So whether it's a rental salon or a commission salon, your team is looking at you and you are setting the example. So, you know, when you're in your space and you're working hard and they see that you're working hard, like that's going to reflect on their work as well. Um, And then also just really acknowledging and celebrating their achievements. Like when they do meet these goals, like some people are not motivated by any like monetary gain. Like sometimes people just truly want some type of verbal reassurance that they're doing well and meeting the expectations of your goal, like the goals that you have for them. Um, 
So not forgetting to do that on top of like setting the goals, I think is really important. So there's always, there's always the communication for the goal setting, but then like constant, you know, communication of, you know, how are they doing, um, checking in on them, um, seeing if they need any help with creating solutions to meet their goals. And then obviously like celebrating them when they've, when they've achieved them. Yeah. Um, And I think like the biggest thing, Sarah, you just said it so beautifully, but the biggest thing to keep in mind is positivity will always breed positivity. So, Mm -hmm. and I think the thing that we like often forget, or that is so easily like overlooked is everyone just wants to feel a part of a team. Everyone wants to feel like they're a part of this bigger picture goal. Everyone wants to feel like they're all working towards, towards the same thing and really making like really big impactful changes in our industry and other industries. Like that is just human nature. So I really, like Sarah said, like, I really think just acknowledging and celebrating and it doesn't always have to be this like monetary or financial gain. Um, Yes, we all we all need need those things to survive. But I think in order to breed happiness and to really breed this beautiful like salon culture that's so positive and vibrant, all of those things, like it's just really including everyone in in this journey and really meeting them where they're at and, and offering solutions for for certain things. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I'm really happy that we got to talk about this today on the podcast. Um, I know, obviously, there's so much more information to give about this topic. So if you are tuning in um, the day that this launches or in the future, we also have um, a blog post up on our, our blog on our website on how to motivate your salon employees. So if even if you just type that in the search, you'll be able to find it. We'll also put it in the show notes for this episode, um, just to give you more information. Um, and as always, we're here to support you in any way possible. You can always reach out to Ashley or myself through our support email. It's just support at saltsocietyeducation.com. Um, or if you'd like some one-on-one coaching, we offer that as well. Um, but we're really excited to be on here today. I'm sure we will be back super soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, thanks so much for answering all of my questions. They were so great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we'll be talking to you all soon. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. <clears throat>